When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drinks coffee cold Together recycling He didn't leave a note They'd know where to find him Cause he talked about it said, hey, Dad, is it a sin? Oh, God, ain't too religious. He heard people say it's simple. It's a selfish ambition. For somebody is a temple. But for some, it's a prison.
Let's talk about the last song on your album, Autonomy. It's called Birdsong Hollow. This is a really, really sad, sad song. Yeah, this song was so sad. I didn't feel like I could put anything after it on the record. One of my favorite viewpoints in the Nashville area is from the Natchez Trace Bridge. It's about probably 20, 25 minutes southwest of Nashville. But it's this beautiful bridge that looks out over this gorgeous valley. And, you know, you go out there and people are taking pictures and for Instagram and legitimate photo shoots happening. There's usually a drone. It's that kind of like stunning scenery. But every time I go to the bridge, there's this sign that haunts me and it says, there's still hope call anytime. And then there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number underneath it. And I don't know, it always kind of spoke to me. But then at a certain point, I thought it just called to me to write a song about it. Every time it just like jarred me and it made me think of this like alternate story that this place that this Instagram happy place, the alternate story, the dark side of that beautiful place. And then I looked it up and it's considered part of the National Park Service. It has some of the highest numbers of suicide victims from that bridge. And I just, I felt called to write about it. Is it called Birdsong Hollow? Yes. The valley itself is called Birdsong Hollow. It's such a ironic title. You know, you can picture this beautiful place with birds singing and this is a place where people decide they can't take it anymore. I thought about that too, like my wheel spinning for this song, just like the name of the place and how vastly different that was from being in that dark, dark place. And then it also made me think about like the fallen souls finally singing after they've found some kind of peace. Like it kind of made me think of that. That's probably a dark way to look at it, but that's definitely like, one place my mind went. That's kind of in the break. Was that where you brought the Mellotron in? There's these twinkling keys or this chorus and this church choir again, which is like transformative in the song because it just takes you to another place musically. That, That was definitely the idea. The choir voices are the Mellotron, and I thought they were perfect for taking it where we wanted it to go. That ethereal, you know, kind of ghostly, 
choir. Yeah, this line just kills me. Sometimes you can hear them sing a chorus of the silent screams. Yeah. For many people, it's like a silent illness, you know? In writing this song, I wanted to capture it. I wanted to do justice to suicide victims and their families. And I watched this documentary called The Bridge, which a crew set up cameras on the Golden Gate Bridge for a year. I think the only way they were approved to do it was to tell them they were watching birds. In reality, they were capturing people's last moments of life. And then they found, like, some people didn't do it. They caught some people talking, some of those that were in a dark place, talking them off the ledge, literally. And um, they went and talked to those people's families. They talked to people that had survived the jump. They talked to the suicide victims' families. It was a really, really interesting insight into that headspace. Well, it is a headspace, and the song starts in the first verse with, you know, the parents or the father recognizing that his child has this ideation of doing this. And, you know, I think it's very rare that someone's Suicide does not have some signals of some mental unwellness that the world around them can see, you know? And so it's almost like there's this feeling at the end that it was inevitable, which is, you know, makes it even more sad. You know, such a sad song. In watching that documentary, it seemed like a common thing that many of the suicide victims had talked and talked about it, which I found like just terribly sad. And then almost like, some of their family members almost had a defeated feeling about it. Like what you said, it like that it was un- inevitable. I actually um, drew a lot of inspiration for this first verse, especially I drew from one father who was particularly insightful about his son's condition. He had taken out the recycling that morning and then, you know, he noticed it wasn't taken back in. So when the dad got home, he knew like something was up. Or he knew what had happened. And then he also said, for some, the body is a temple, but for some, it's a prison. And that put a knife in my heart. What he had to say was so powerful. I actually found him on Facebook and uh, I sent him the song a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I, I figured out that the father's name and I, I just wanted him to know that like, I had written a song that was kind of, in, it was partially inspired by his son's story, and I asked him if he wanted to hear it. And what did he say? He said he would love to hear it. So I sent it to him, and he told me it was a beautiful, poignant story about someone's last day and thanked me for sharing it with him. So I felt like I needed to do it for some reason, just, you know, before it was released into the world. It just felt like the right thing to do. He seems to have a lot of insight into, he has more understanding than maybe a lot of parents might about that, of that kind of situation. But do you have any words of hope for either people who are thinking about this or people who are surviving the aftermath of this? If ending your life is something that's weighing on you, I just implore you to talk about it. Talk about it with people you you love. Call the hotline. Just, I just think that we 
need to share our burdens more than we do. And um, I don't know, like I, I don't have the answers, but I just think if you can muster up the strength to talk about it with somebody to do that. Have you ever felt this way? No. Well, that's good. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've had, you know, I've had moments where like, oh, if my life were just over, I wouldn't have this anxiety right now. Just as a very, you know, a very anxious person, I have those moments from time to time. But I think the difference is with people that it really weighs on, like they think about it, like how they're going to do it. And I've never had that. I've had moments of like wanting to escape acute pain, but uh, not to that extent. No. Well, Birdsong Hollow, it's a very challenging song, but I think one people should listen to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.